Welcome to the Wandering Road Podcast, where we discuss contentious topics. I'm your host, Chris, and today our path takes us to the topic of Hogwarts Legacy. So for those of you that are wondering, hey, what's Hogwarts Legacy? So Hogwarts Legacy is a video game that's been getting a lot of publicity and flack for all of the wrong reasons. So the reason that this game has been has been getting a lot of backlash and a lot of hate is because it's directly associated with uh, the wizarding world of Harry Potter. So the video game takes place in the Harry Potter universe, and for those of you that are not familiar with the Harry Potter universe, it was created then by none other than author J.K. Rowling. Why is this an issue, you might ask? Well, J.K. Rowling has been known to have or share some specific views about a specific community. Um, on social media, she has not been shy of making and liking derogatory comments about trans women. Uh, J.K. Rowling has shared unsavory views about that community, but the point of this podcast is not to, you know, judge her or talk about her specifically. But in order to understand what is going on with the Hogwarts legacy, quote-unquote, controversy, um, one would have to understand, you know, what J.K. Rowling has said and what she has done and why she has so much negative press. So to move on to some of the criticism that has come with this game, specifically, you know, game, the gaming developers have been attacked for it. I believe the original like gaming director stepped down because they were getting so much flack for working on this project, even though, you know, they've pretty much said that like, hey, just because I'm working on this doesn't mean, you know, I support JK Rowling's views. Um, people have been attacked for playing this video game or even entertaining the thought of playing this video game. You know, people have been labeled different, you know, not slurs, but have been labeled like enemies of people, etc. So it's gotten to the point where this video game has just, you know, people have just gotten out of hand over a video game. So I wanted to touch on a few things today about this game and about what the detractors have said about this game. So the first thing that I noticed when I was doing my research, you know, into some of the backlash that this, that this game had when it came out and also when it was released, an interesting one that caught my eye was the claim of anti-Semitism within this video game and the claim of anti-Semitism within the Harry Potter universe in general. Anti-Semitism in the sense where they're, you know, saying that the goblins, their representation of this game represents anti-Semitism because certain people look at the goblins and they think this equates to the Jewish community. Now, personally for me, when I see goblins within this game, you know, when I watched the first movie, when I read the books, you know, you get the description of the goblins, you see the goblins. You see the goblins within the video game. Um, To me, goblins are just goblins. I mean, I don't see them as a representation of a specific group of people. 
And the reason I say that is because goblins have always existed throughout human mythos, you could say, throughout different cultures. You know, there's legends and myths and tons of stories across all different cultures about goblins. Goblins are not exclusive to the Harry Potter universe. Even the Lord of the Rings has goblins as well. Well, they're a form of orcs, but the point still stands. Like, throughout the entire world, from antiquity to now, there's always different stories of goblins. I mean, from the British Isles all the way to, you know, the subcontinent of India and in Asia, they all have stories of goblins. I don't understand how one can look at the goblins within the Harry Potter universe and just automatically assume because they run the bank at Gringotts. They're responsible for caretaking all of the gold of the wizards. And that's, you know, where all the valuables are stored. The detractors think, hey, you know, they're trying to say that the goblins are the, is, represents the Jewish community. And that's anti-Semitism. Now, I think about that for a second and I say, and I'll say to them, if you're looking at the goblins and you think of that community, why, why do you think of that community? Why is that the first thing that comes to your mind? Knowing, maybe they don't know, that goblins have existed in human mythos for centuries, if not thousands of years. And the first thing you think of is the Jewish community to the detractors. What does that say about you and your line of thinking? Because when I see goblins, I see goblins. I don't think of them as any group of people. I don't equate them to anything else. To me, they are just as they are. They are mythical creatures that exist in a fantasy universe created by a fantasy writer. It shouldn't go more than that unless the author comes out herself and says, yes, the goblins in my Harry Potter universe in the wizarding world equates to this community. And I don't think she's done that. So I don't think that is a fair accusation to make towards anyone. That is a serious accusation to call someone anti-Semitic, labeling their work anti-Semitic, and doing it in bad faith, what I, what I would say, without any substantial proof or evidence. If there is, you know, proof to say that it is, then please, by all means, share that with me. But from what I've seen, I, I can honestly say that I, I don't view it as such. To me, goblins are just goblins. And to segue into the other claim that has been made by the detractors that hate this game. They hate this game. They hate J.K. Rowling. So their hate for J.K. Rowling, by proxy, they'll hate anything associated with Harry Potter. Just to make that clear. The claim that they make is this video game is pro-slavery. It has representation of pro-slavery. Now, I have played the game. I have completed it put about 50 hours into it, did all the side quests and everything. And one thing I will say is that while I'm playing this game, I did not see any aspect of pro-slavery. What I saw throughout this game was a conflict of struggle between two different, if you want to consider wizards mythical and goblins mythical creatures living within the same universe. I mean, the one claim that you could for pro-slavery you can make about the books in general and about that world is perhaps that of the house elves because they do serve wizarding families for hundreds and hundreds of years and they're not freed 
until they're giving a piece of clothing. Now, that is one claim that we could make for pro-slavery. In the wizarding world in general. But for this game in particular, you don't go around, you know, rounding up house elves and delivering them to wizarding families to make sure, you know, the house elves are are not free. And you're not going around rounding up goblins to sell them into slavery or anything like that. Throughout the story, there is an active conflict going on between wizards, wizard kind, and goblins. Without spoiling too much, that is the premise of the story. It's not about enslaving anyone or anything like that. There are goblins that are good. There are goblins that are bad. The same way in which there are wizards that are good within the story and wizards that are bad. Perhaps one can say that the pro-slavery aspect can be symbolic of our societal flaws throughout history. That's the way I would view it. The relationship between the wizards, the elves, and the goblins being treated as second-class citizens. You could say that that relationship and that dynamic between those three species within the wizarding world, yeah, you can make the claim that, you know, that is representation of our societal flaws throughout history. Because if you look back on history, there have been multiple empires throughout the world without, and those that, are with, that have their flaws. And the one major flaw being slavery. The Roman Empire had it. Greek empires had it. Asian empires had it. Alexander, the Persian. The list goes on and on and on. So to lay this accusation on a video game in which your character, the main character, is a student at Hogwarts that gets caught up in this massive political and military strife between wizards and goblins and to say that it's pro-slavery, I think that can be a bit of a stretch. And then again, from what I've seen from the detractors and their claims that they've been making, a lot of it seems to be a stretch because they don't like J.K. Rowling. So they're going to take a brush and try to tarnish anyone that associates himself with this game from what I've seen so far. Now to move on to the next point of contention among the detractors and another accusation is our favorite topic or subject of diversity. So we all know that in today's world, diversity can be a hot contention point for people. You know, some people complaining about forced diversity, not enough diversity, etc. One thing I can say about playing Hogwarts Legacy there is quite a bit of diversity in the game, but what's interesting is that detractors of the game, well, I saw, saw an article that was referenced in a YouTube video in which a gaming journalist complained about diversity in the game and how diverse the cast of characters was, which I found to be a little shocking because most people tend to complain that there's not I not enough diversity in video games and in films and movies today. So apparently this is now a point of contention. Diversity, the game being too diverse is now a point of contention for the detractors. I always thought diversity was a good thing. And the question I would ask for these detractors 
why does it matter now? Is it because you don't like what this fantasy, who this fantasy world is associated with? Is it because you don't like the creator or you're just trying to drum up all different types of things to just bash this game for the sake of it? Because from what I've seen before, that the same group of folks that are complaining about this game and calling people bigots for playing this game are the ones that are always banging the drum for diversity. Well, diverse, diversity is covered in this video game, so apparently this is now an issue. And again, why does it matter? Because if you think about it, in the world of Harry Potter, they travel by brooms, they travel by quote-unquote flu powder, which is this powder that you you just stand in a fireplace or whatever and you just toss it on the ground and say wherever you want to go and you appear there. So it's not beyond the realm of possibility for, you know, the wizards and witches and everything and other mythical creatures to travel across the world. That's if you view the wizarding world as, you know, open for travel in the sense that there are no barriers because of magic. And one thing that I noticed within the article, I wish I had it in front of me, or at least I wish I had the YouTube video open in front of me right now. They basically were complaining that there were characters from India that were students and a professor at Hogwarts. I mean, during 1890, the British Empire controlled the entire Indian subcontinent. They controlled most of the world, and a lot of subjects within the empire tended to move around. And if you take it in the context of the world of the wizarding world, wizarding world of Harry Potter, it's probably not far-fetched for this to happen now this piece doesn't bother like the diversity within this game doesn't bother me either way because of the setting i would say of of the wizarding world because it's it's known that there are wizard wizards and witches all over the world and they fly on brooms they like i said they travel by flu powder if you watch i believe it was in harry potter and the the Goblet of Fire, yeah, I think it was the Goblet of Fire, where they went to the Quidditch World Cup, they held on to a friggin' shoe or a boot, and they ended up traveling to the Quidditch World Cup. So, I mean, it is within the realm of possibility for, you know, Hogwarts to be pretty diverse. I know that really wasn't the case when the films were created back in the early 2000s and mid-2000s. But again, I mean, is it really that big of a deal for the detractors or are they just complaining for complaining's sake are they just being disingenuine now onto the part that frustrated me the most and the reason that this part i'm going to talk about really frustrated me is because the detractors of this game not only are they labeling people bigots they're calling people transphobic they're calling them every name under in the book but they're actually taking it upon themselves to go around to harass and cyberbully people online. They're going to Twitch streams. They're going on Twitter. They're attacking people for streaming the game. They're attacking people for posting anything about the game. Now, what gives you the right to go online and bully people to the point you know, where they start crying? If you look at the Twitch streamer, this happened early on when the game was released. There was a Twitch streamer called uh, Girlfriend Reviews. And it's 
it's a boyfriend and girlfriend that they review video games together on Twitch via live stream. Their chat was so toxic, calling them names, labeling them left and right, to the point that where she had to leave the stream in tears. Now, what gives you the right to do that to someone? Does that make you a better person? No. It makes you look like a moron. Oh, I don't like that you're playing this video game, so I'm going to go online and I'm going to call you every name in the book. I'm going to bully you incessantly until, you know, you're you're not going to play this game anymore or you completely close down your Twitch channel. What does that do for you? Because at the end of the day, you're going to close your app, you're going to put your phone down, and you're going to sit your ass down and you're going to go watch TV or do whatever the hell you're doing for the rest of the day. Probably something unproductive. What do you get out of it? There, There's nothing to get out of being a terrible person and harassing people online. People have to understand that not everyone is going to share the same views as you. They're not going to believe in the same things that you believe in. They're not going to consume the same media. They're not going to consume the same reading content, art, music, whatever the hell you want to, you consume. Foods, vehicles, it, it's not all going to be uniform across the board. We're all different. We all consume what we're attracted to. We all consume what grabs our attention. Just because you don't like a particular piece of art or anything like that, because you don't like the creator, that doesn't mean someone else is going to share that sentiment with you. And I think that's something we really need to understand, especially in this social media world that we live in. That people, it's so easy for people to pick up a phone, scroll through Twitter, find someone talking about a topic that they particularly don't like, and just harass them. You don't know what that other person is going through. You don't know what their mental state is. God forbid, you know, that's the catalyst that pushes them over the edge. That can be the case. There's no reason to go online and ruin the game for people. There's no reason to go online and hate on people because they're Harry Potter fans. And some of us have been waiting, you know, 20 years for a video game like this, where we're finally able to explore Hogwarts as a student. We're finally able to explore the grounds around Hogwarts, the different towns and everything like that. That's what most people that are playing this game care about. They don't give a crap about J.K. Rowling. I don't like J.K. Rowling. That doesn't mean just because I purchased this game and I play this game, that doesn't mean that I hate a group of people. I honestly, I'm a live, let live type of person. Whatever you want to do with your life, that that is your concern. As long as you're not hurting anyone. But in this situation, what these people are doing... Whether they think it's okay or not, they're going around and they're hurting people. They're harassing people. Under no circumstance should you go and harass people over a video game. I mean, looking at the state of the world right now, some of us, you know, look to video games and, you know, the movies and music that we consume as a distraction from the crappy world that we live in. I mean... Just a couple days ago, like the Silicon <laughs> Silicon Valley Bank is collapsing, like our economy is crap. You know, we're always constantly on the brink of World War Three. That seems to be trending a lot on Twitter. So forgive some of us that have been have been waiting years to play a video game like this, an RPG like this. That doesn't give you the right to attack people. 
And also what you what you're doing, if you're going around attacking people and you're attacking these streamers and just the average person playing this game, you're turning potential allies into enemies. People on defense that would have sided with you will probably side against you moving forward. And what do I mean by that? Let's say there is a situation in which, you know, we should boycott a piece of media or should boycott a video game because the creator is just some heinous, terrible person that have done, that has, we actually have proof of them doing terrible things. Do you think people are going to listen to you or are they going to look at you and say, well, these people are crying again. They're complaining again. They're labeling people bigots, et cetera, et cetera. Why should we even pay attention to them? That's essentially what's going to happen. If you cry wolf so many times when the wolves wolves actually show up, no one's going to listen to you. So I think we need to tread carefully and understand that situations like this cannot happen moving forward, especially over video games. Out of all the things that's going on, out of all the things that we have been dealing with in this world, you choose a video game to cry over. And to attack people over. And for me, I think that's th- this video game is just an easy target. Because it's easy. It's accessible. It's just an easy target. And most people are lazy. And they don't want to put in the effort to actually band together and make a difference. And what I mean by that is, if you don't like J.K. Rowling, boycott her other revenue streams. Make sure her books are taken, over, taken off the shelves. Make sure no one can purchase their audiobooks. Get Amazon to pull all the Harry Potter stuff that they sell. Get Lego to end their contract with J.K. Rowling so they don't make Harry Potter Lego items. Boycott Harry Potter World at Universal. Are these people going to do that? No, they're not going to do that. Why? Because it's difficult. It's far easier to pick up your phone, say, Oh my god, if you play Harry Hogwarts Legacy, you're a bigot. It's just way too easy to just attack people online. Is this about making a difference? Is this about taking a stand? Or is this about people being children because they don't like J.K. Rowling? And by proxy, they're going to hate this game. And if you play this game, they're automatically going to label you a bigot or whatever the hell they want to label you as. At the end of the day, it's just a video game. And like I said before, most of us use gaming as a brief escape from the harsh realities of life. And if you think about it, the little kid that goes into the Lego store or the GameStop or the PlayStation store online and says, mother, father, aunt, uncle, whoever, I want this Harry Potter Lego set because I really like Hogwarts Castle and I want to build it. Or I want to get this Harry Potter game because I really like Harry Potter and I want to play this game. Are they a bigot? Are they phobic to anyone? No, that's not the first thing that comes to their mind. The first thing that comes to mind is when I go to buy a game, I don't think about politics. I don't think about social issues. I just think, hey, this is a game set in a place that I like and I want to play it and I want to experience this. I'm not trying to hurt anyone. Nobody's trying to hurt anyone. Nobody's doing this on purpose, though maybe there might be a small percentage, you know, that are buying this game just to. Because they think they're sticking it to someone else. That's, to me, that's not the case. For the majority of us, we just want to enjoy 
a video game, and there's no reason to go around hating on people, or spoiling the game for people, or bullying people on stream to make them cry. Like I said, at the end of the day, it's just a video game. But hey, that's just me. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of The Wandering Road. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with your friends. I hope you have a great day, and I look forward to you joining me for the next one.